0: More church family. I'm um I'm smiling because I'm laughing at myself. Um, you all should do this sometime. I'm laughing at myself because um, it's kind of funny when you don't do this vocationally, like Derek, or um, all the things that go through your mind. (laughs) What if Nick forgets to turn the mic off and y'all hear me sing? That would be a disaster. <laughs> what if the joy of, experience, of experiencing God, you know, kind of comes forth when we're singing a song and I can't shut it down in time to get up here and talk to you. Uh, what if the computer doesn't, the battery dies, and I forget everything I say. So anyway, I'm just laughing at myself. Um, I love this. One of the songs, the first song that we did, Matt, are you still here? What was, the, what was the line, something about um, Satan tries to thwart or whatever, but nothing can stop God? I, just, I got the gist of it, right? Uh, that was my week. Um, I had a number of things happen this week. It, it doesn't matter. The details aren't important. But I had a number of things that you, when we heard that song, I don't know if we've done that song before. It was like the first time I heard it. I was like, yeah, that was this week all these different things that happened where it was kind of like Satan was trying to thwart um, whatever God might have for us this morning and whatever He might want to say, but nothing can stop God. And um, I, I had talked with Matt a little bit earlier, you know, to get ready for this. And, um, you know, what are you going to talk about? What did I say, Trevor? Where's Trevor? We had a board meeting on Tuesday. I was like, I don't know. I have a lot of things that I could share with you about what God is doing in my life right now, and that's what I'm going to do. But um, I don't know what the message is. I don't know how to string all these things together. Um, And then uh, as God does sometimes for me, maybe does this for you, I I woke up in the night on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. It was Tuesday night. So all that morning I was up from like 1230 or one until like five and god just gave it to me i remember troy sharing that one time when he spoke god just gave it to me and i had the out i had the outline i had a draft all done uh and i guess he did that because all these things happened this week and then um and then he also is like i had this conversation with donna it's like yep that i'll take that and then we watched this sermon yeah that thank you god i had time to spend time um some time with my dad yep uh so nothing can stop God um, so maybe I should get started here uh, My name's Mike I'm one of the elders on on staff here and um just so you know i'm going uh the I think the foundation for what I'm going to talk about today is from ephesians three so um i I'll, I'll read that here in a minute, but if you want to go to that in your bibles um <clears throat> And I just want to tell you, it's a privilege to get to speak with you uh, today, even if uh, sometimes it can be nervous or you worry about all these things that could go wrong. But I want to tell you why, and and that is, um, it's an opportunity for me uh, to kind of pause and reflect on some of the things that God is uh, teaching me. Um, You know, Scripture says in some places, like, um, consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds or um, consider him who endured such opposition. So, um, this is not something that I'm especially good at. I don't stop and reflect and consider things very well. So when you, when you're doing this, then you stop and, and reflect and consider. So in preparing to share some of these things, God kind of connected the dots for me on a lot of things that he's showing me in my life. Um, or maybe better said, he's revealing to me. And, um, So what I'm going to do this morning is just share with you some of those things. And some of you things, some of you are are much further ahead in some of these things that I'm learning, so bear with me. Um, And uh, some of you are right there with me, kind of in the same place. And for some of you, maybe this is new information, so I'm just trusting God that he's going to do something with us. Um, So I've said this before, I want to come up here, I'm not theologically trained, I'm just and I'm really trying to take care to be doctrinally sound. Uh, but one of the things that uh, God's word says, right, and this applies to all of us, in First Peter 3.15, he talks about always be prepared to give uh, the reason for the hope that you have. So I should be able to, on a moment's notice, come up here and tell you about the reasons for the hope that I have and what God's doing in my life. And you should too, maybe not up here, but you know, in your day-to-day life and everything. So uh, on that note, let's let's pray real quick, and then I'll, I'll go through some of these things. Father God, we just invite you here this morning. Uh, thank you and praise you for who you are and what we know about you. We thank you for revealing yourself to us. We thank you that you are sovereign over everything, Lord. Jesus, we thank you for uh, all that you did and the sacrifice that you uh, went through and all that you endured to make a way possible for us to be restored with you. and spirit, I just invite you to uh, open our eyes and our ears and give me the words to say so that you will accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish this morning. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory. I'm crying because I'm just proving that I'm the crying elder on this team. I, these are tears of joy. I am happy. I am so thankful for all that God has done for me and getting to experience his love. And thank you because that takes us right into Ephesians 3. So Ephesians three sixteen to 19 says, I pray, this is Paul talking uh, to the church in Ephesus, of course, but I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. We just land on that. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. We can, we can know about God and know about his love, but to, to know it in a way that surpasses knowledge is to experience it. And that and that's why I get emotional sometimes. I've had the opportunity to experience God's love. I know you have too, and it just moves me. So last time I had this privilege to to talk with you back in May. I talked a little bit about openness. And before coming back to Ephesians 3, I just want to revisit that um, this morning and dig a little bit deeper. So I had spoken before about the inclination of my heart. Um, Is the inclination of my heart, in other words, open to God's plan for my life? Uh, Am I open to what he may have for me to do? So think of like Isaiah uh, 6, when he says, here I am, Lord, send me. Uh, Or am I open to whatever the next thing is uh, that he wants to show me? And that could be something about him, or it could be something about me. Um, So I spent a little bit more time uh, considering this, and what does it really mean to be open to God? Um, So uh, if you go to Webster's Dictionary, which I oftentimes do when I'm reading through my Bible to try and understand some of these things better— we use the word open a lot in our language, and it's, and it's used in a lot of different ways in God's Word, too. So the ones that really apply are the context of what we're talking about here for openness. Um, one definition is having no enclosing or confining barrier. Another one is being in a position or, or adjustment to permit passage, not shut or locked. Now, that's talking about a thing like a door, but uh, I would say for a person, that's more like being, uh, instead of a position, but being in a posture or a disposition of openness. Um, and another one, characterized by ready accessibility and usually generous attitudes, such as willing to hear and consider or uh, to accept and deal with, and then responsive was a big big word in there. If you use it as a verb, uh, it's very similar. It's to make available, to make accessible, uh, or to give access. Uh, so that uh, cons- uh, hear and consider and accept reminds me of another way of dealing uh, or defining openness from a book I'm reading right now, and, and the word is agree. Do I agree with God about something? Right? If, I, if, if I read something, I just, I'm just i not going to accept that. That is not being open. If, if I'm not there yet, but I agree that that makes sense, uh, then I'm open. So I, I think of uh, James 1.19, right? Um, we should all be uh, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I agree with God on that. I have not mastered it, but I agree with him on it. So, um, reading a book on it, that's Webster's Dictionary, but maybe it's a good idea to go to God's Word, right? So, Psalm 78.1 says, Listen to my instructions, open your ears to what I am saying. And Psalms 119.18 says, Open my eyes to see the wonderful truth in your instructions. And then Isaiah 35.5, where Isaiah is, you know, talking to the... uh, israelites and god's doing all that he's doing working on them And isaiah says and when he comes he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf and then just one more thing on openness a quick aside here this is a new thought that came to me this week as i'm as i'm thinking about this i don't have the answer to this so maybe some of you can help me um I didn't see anything about this when I went through Webster's dictionary uh, definitions, but as I consider, um, is is it one thing? It's one thing to be open to receive some great truth about God, right? Um, but it's another thing altogether um, to receive some truth about myself, um, something that might not be in alignment with the ways of Jesus, and. And there's also a difference between being open or being available to serving God in some way, generally speaking. Uh, But am I willing, am I available to serve him at the moment when I have something different on my agenda that I would prefer to be doing? Like watching a football game or whatever it might be. So the new thought that I had is I wonder if surrender is part of openness. I'm willing to surrender my agenda. So, to me, openness seems to be about invitation to God, agreement with God, responsiveness to God, and availability for God. So, now finally, here's the question I want to ask all of us Are you living in your circumstances? Now, um, first of all, we all do to some extent, so don't beat yourself up if, if you feel like God's really talking to you on this one, uh, but uh, so maybe a better question is how much are you living in your circumstances, or how often are you in your circumstances, or just simply are you stuck in your circumstances? Um, and, and there's a deeper question here, because obviously we're all alive, we're all going through life, and we're experiencing things. So yes, we're, we're in our circumstances. Um, it, does it change it for us if we think about it? Are you dying in your circumstances? And uh, you could all obviously answer yes to that, too, because we're all in the process of dying and going through stuff. So so really, the, um, the deeper question... Um, that I'm trying to get at as I think about this is kind of in the theme of what Jesus said when he was speaking to the woman at the well in John 4 and he, um, he was asking her for a drink and she said something about you know, getting the water and Jesus answered her, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, speaking about himself, you would have asked him, me, Jesus, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst indeed the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life so the the deeper question that I'm asking about circumstances is really where is your life is it in your circumstances or is it somewhere else because I'll confess for me and this is part of what I'm learning and God's working on. Most of my life, I would say my life, has been in my circumstances. It's been driven by my work, my finances, people in my life, even my sports teams. Uh, and, and how I was doing was based upon how all these things were, were going and were they going the way that I wanted them to go. And needless to say, I was often disappointed because I'm a Beaver fan. Not this week, amen, preach it. <clears throat> so uh not long ago, I had this opportunity to have a conversation with a dear friend of mine, and he was telling me about uh this water leak they had in their house, and it did significant damage, and it was requiring a replacement of all the flooring and the kitchen cabinets and he's just their lives were just upended as they're going through this, and I was struck by um how calm and at peace he was with everything you know, as they're going through this situation. And I'm thinking back to when we went through this situation. If those of you that know, we've had a couple, two or three different times where we've had some major water damage in our house. And I did not handle it near as well as he was. Um, I might have looked fine on the outside, but on the inside, it really got to me. Um, And uh, the thing I took away from our conversation there was that um, he had said that... um, Money, things, people um, are all eventually going to disappoint you in some way or another. Um, These things do not provide lasting joy. When we were going through James earlier this year as a church family, uh, I read through a number of devotionals just so I could kind of keep myself focused, constantly thinking about James and be better prepared for Sunday's message. And one thing that stuck with me from one of those devotionals was that we as humans, I've used this at work a lot, right? I deal with investments. The market is down. People are feeling pain. As humans, we don't like pain, do we? Um, I don't. Um, I want to know why is it happening, and even more importantly, how do I get out of it as soon as possible? But James tells us to consider it joy, when, not if, when you face trials of various kinds. And I would love to go deeper on this because God is showing me so many different implications of that, but we don't have time for that today. That's another, another message, another talk. Um, but um, Jesus told us, right, in this world, you'll have trouble. And and if you read through Peter and, and uh, Paul, they talk a lot about that too. So If our happiness, our joy, our peace is dependent upon our circumstances um, being the way we want them to be, then we have a big problem. And I know you all know this, but um, it was something that God really shined a light on for me as I pulled together all these things that he's showing me. If we are totally dependent upon the circumstances changing, or me working really, really hard to change those circumstances, Uh, And and by the way, I mentioned people in there, right? Have you ever worked really, really hard to change a person to get them to be who you want them to be? How'd that go for you? Donna, I apologize. Spencer, Reagan, if you're online, I apologize. So now, having said all this, I I just want to acknowledge there are some really, really hard things that we go through in life, right? Right? I don't want to downplay those things. Um, Going through this life can bring us real pain. Um, I think of a woman I had a conversation with this week. She lost her husband of 37 years and just coming into my office and the markets are down and she wrecked her car and some other things that I just won't go through that she's crying. At first she's angry and then she's crying in my office. Um, I think I think of a young couple, you know, experiencing the pain of a stillborn baby. I think of conversations I've had with people in struggling marriages. There are some really, really hard things and this is really painful. Um, And then some of these things are things that are not ever going to change. You lose your spouse, they're not coming back. You have to recreate your life, as one client said to me one time. So our only hope for real peace or rest or joy in this life is if our life is in Jesus. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you then, okay, so you need to put your focus in Jesus. You just need to work really hard to focus on him. It's where your focus should be, but I'm not going to give you this checklist of ways through your own effort how you can make this happen, okay? What I've experienced, for me, what I'm learning, and this is where I come back to this idea of openness in Ephesians. Rather than me working really hard to focus on Jesus and denying the difficult circumstances that are really there and are really painful, can I simply agree with him that this world is broken and he is the only thing and the only person that will not disappoint. Can I, can I agree with him that I want to be open to receive and experience his love? That verse in Ephesians that is talking about can we experience uh, his love, uh, um, knowledge of his love that surpasses understanding. That's ex- the, the, If you go back and you look up the Greek world, it means experiential love. So it's one thing to know about something. It's another thing to have experienced it. When we open ourselves up to whatever it is that God might ask us to do or to uh, learn a new truth about him or learn a new truth about ourselves and we go through these hard things, we have an opportunity to experience his love and then it's easier to trust him to do something outside of your wheelhouse like this so you don't have to make this happen you don't have to uh work really hard can you just agree and i would say also can you just trust him to make all of this happen uh and i and i think of ezekiel 36 26 to 27 where he's he is saying, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will give you a tender and responsive heart. You don't have to do this. God will do it for you. So, I, I want to share all these things with you because this is... This is an area where God is working in my life. I am experiencing his love. He is revealing things to me about myself, and through his power, I believe that some things are changing. Check with Dawn on that. I'm experiencing uh, and learning new truths about him and understanding those things at a, at a deeper level. And, and it's so good. And I have, I've talked to you guys about this before, I have this um, newfound love for God's church and for his people, and I want for all of you to experience that too. So join with me in prayer. Father, we just, again, thank you and praise you for who you are, all that you've done, your love for us. We don't deserve it. In fact, we are, we are enemies doing our own thing, rebelling against your truths, your ways which are best for us. We just don't realize that. And you loved us and you made a way to be restored with you. And so we just thank you and praise you. I ask, Lord, that you just bless this, your church, your bride, this church family that we can experience your love, um, that we can share your love with one another, Lord, and that we can be a light uh, in this community, that though Satan tries to stop it, you are unstoppable, and you will use us, your church, as part of that plan. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.